0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's that special time. You are listening to Onward with William McCarthy. Come on! Thank you, folks. We got some
1: lucky contestants. Beautiful crowd. Hey!
0: mommy, mommy, Company. let's, dance. let's dance.
1: you guys are easy on the eyes seriously i haven't seen humans in a couple months sitting here I it's, i'm underwear optional I'm, I, I, it's a hot date to go to the corn market Yes, it's true. Tough, tough. Time's are tough. Hey, hey, hey. All right, guys. Let's get to this podcast. How's everybody going? I'm sorry. It's, I got to make this sound like some weird old uh, funky comedy show. I just, it's fun, man. I got to keep myself entertained in, in, this, in this era. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of really great feedback. Uh, on the podcast last week, and I really appreciate it. Um, you're going to probably hear some loud noises today because we are in uh, the old New York City, and there's just crazy construction going on. You'd think it would have uh, all stopped due to everything that's going on, but they're developing <clears throat> this area so much. It is, uh, yeah. So it's it's the sound of gentrification, folks, in the in the guise of jackhammers. And some, you know, I guess it's giving people employment. Yeah, maybe I was getting a little bit uh, spoiled that uh, everything had calmed down. The celebrity stuff was gone. The sports were gone. We could all kind of just focus on ourselves and be still with ourselves and, you know, nope. They are developing condos still, folks. Um, School system is not in, but condo people are having their homes built. Weird. Weird. It's been really nice to not think about class frictions and class struggles. Um, I used to be in this neighborhood in 2002 uh, with my band Payla, Eric, and I, and it was literally a ghost town, a ghost town. I was laughing to myself the other day. There was a picture someone had put in front of their apartment, a long-time old-school red hooker, and it said, Starbucks coming soon and it was prophetic i mean they knew we knew i mean there's no like you don't have patches of land in this city that just go unused for long um and even if they go decades everything is worth something here and it's that weird it's like a pencil it's like the tip of the pencil it's like the the pinnacle of the West is like Wall Street and Times Square and CNN and dun 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 dun. dun. So me doing this like little talk show bit is actually me kind of laughing at a, you know, a a era of yesteryear. I've never seen the show Mad Men, but I think I should because it, it speaks to that. But when I grew up, there was really crazy old talk shows like Family Feud. The guy used to kiss complete strangers on the lips. Does anyone remember that guy? in America, this guy would literally, like had a talk show and like, dun 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 come out like, hello. And our first guest, and he would, or our first uh, contestant, he'd like lean over and kiss her right on the lips. <laughs> and this guy was like kind of gross. And what was cool about actually the 80s, you know, is there were guys that were in their mid 60s. So these people were like from the 40s, really. They had careers. Like Frank Sinatra was still around when I was a kid. And uh, these old talk show guys, you know, Johnny Carson was on television. And they all were from this kind of old era where you could chain smoke on television. You could, you know, boys were boys and men were men. And it was just this old, uh, old brand of, of, of Americana and American entertainment. And it was much like old diners. I should call this this nostalgia podcast, but like, you know, It it didn't make a lot of sense, like why anyone would have like avocado green linoleum. But I guess if everybody was doing it, um, it was fine. I remember people smoking in diners and just that old guard, uh, very fascinating to watch them because when I grew up, they were like in the twilight of their life. Uh, It's, you know, I remember when Johnny, Carson retired. Um, Frank Sinatra, like I, I, I was saying this in another podcast. I was really getting into Miles Davis, and when Miles Davis was in Rolling Stone magazine, and I was like twelve, I was in grade school, and I'm like, who is this galactic dude? This galactic space bro just like looked crazy, and um, you know Frank Sinatra himself had this really strange patch where everyone was you know the Ike and Tina review were huge and a lot of those like you know wartime guys they had to either you know shit or get off the pot. So a lot of them went to the the casinos, there's Vegas, but for every Vegas there's also a you know shitty little Reno. So these guys would end up in these like reviews or these variety shows and stuff. And Frank Sinatra came out and he literally was like the king of cool, much like Miles in his time. And he uh, you know Everyone's like, Frank, you should try a butterfly collar, you know? This this disco thing's getting hot, you know? <laughs> and this uh Sonny and Cher or uh Ike and Tina, And they really they tried to get him in this like Ike and Tina review. And I believe that he had a TV show for a little while. And he just he looked out of shape. He just was completely couldn't understand um jumping around on stage. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> growing up in the 80s was such a fascinating thing because there was a lot of guys that just couldn't keep up with the Duran Duran and the Wham and the John Hughes films. And they couldn't keep up with the culture of breakdancing and parachute pants. And it seemed like the Nashville and country Americana scene sort of like became an enclave. <clears throat> and people, you know, a lot of the uh, the old Sun Records guys, um hit out in that enclave and johnny cash was one of them and you know they it's really sad what happened to uh dylan made some really terrible christian records neil young made a an atrocious uh record with a vocoder he tried to do like a keyboard synth record um i think johnny cash just threw in the towel you know people ended up playing at like fairgrounds and stuff and i am proud of being a gen xer because um Rick Rubin and uh, Def Recordings and stuff started, you know, having a revival with these guys and trying to bring their careers back. And Johnny Cash probably did the best out of all those guys that came back. And you know, shame on us. I get it. I was mesmerized by the uh, by, you know, pegging my pants and oh God, there so many bad fads. Jazzer size. Anyone remember that? Remember those little miniature, um, those little miniature trampolines? There's <laughs> was a bunch of like, uh, a lot of like. Exercise fads? Anyways, those guys, yeah, it's like almost like the the new era that came in just sort of like um, had no place for them. And Frank Sinatra. God, you know, I I read the other day Frank Sinatra died at 83. God, that guy was lucky to live that long. That guy went pretty hard. Those, those, uh, the Brat Pack guys. Or the, yeah, was it the Rat Pack? The Rat Pack guys. They, They went hard, man. Um... Has anybody ever been to Frank Sinatra's house in Palm Springs? Crazy man, the tennis court of his house is like no longer on his property, it's just kind of to the right of it and it's sort of in a field. I think they probably cut the property down. But when you go there, I've gone there on my motorcycle a couple times and like you just look at it and you're like, that's that's where Frank lived, man. Frank Albert Sinatra, It's it's incredible. That's where Frank Sinatra went and hid out. He lived in Palm Springs. And if you drive around there and you you talk to people, apparently there was like a real rule, like, you know, because people didn't want Frank to stop coming to their restaurant, so you weren't to bother him. And uh, the staff at this one bar that I went to was told, um, you know, it's all lore now, but they, they they were explicitly told, like, you're not to look at Frank. Like don't even look at him. Like, just if you're checking his ID or whatever, just look down and wave him in. Like, just, to, you know, don't bother him, leave him alone. And what happened is uh, this story that I, that I was reading uh, might have been a documentary was that Frank, after, you know, going through this multiple times, would go out to have a good time and no one would be talking to him. <laughs> so he couldn't figure out what was happening. So at one point, he goes out and he's just checking people's IDs for them coming into the bar, which I think is a really hilarious story. But yeah, you're like, wow, you're the king. Like you're, you were the king before the king. You start, you think about those characters like in in popular culture. Like there was there was obviously Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin. Um, there was Frank Sinatra. There was then there was Elvis, and and after that there were the Beatles. People don't know this. I'm not a real big Beatles guy. All right, let that sink in. I don't know. Some people get really at arms when you say that, but I just, I I wasn't a a Beatles guy. I I, I think when I was a little kid, like maybe 11, I I really um, liked the White Album, Uh, but it didn't do it for me, and there's no doubt they're phenomenal musicians, and they're timeless, like in the recording techniques and everything about it. I mean, their story's fantastic. Um, It's weird, even when you, when you do music long enough, even when you don't seem to have a connection to a group, you kind of cross paths with aspects of uh, of their journey. I've crossed paths with, um, I went to, the, you know, in Hamburg, I used to play there a lot. I still do. And the, you know, there's like the area where they played, and the, the, was it the Reaper Bond, Reaper Bond? And then um, my band was lucky enough to record at Abbey Road And it's just insane. Like those, you know, it really is like there's the piano that they have there is still the, I think it's George Harrison's piano. It's still there. It's got cigarette burns all over it. And you just really, you're like, wow, this is where I think Radiohead and Pink Floyd and so, so many people recorded there. It's just, it was like a museum that I got to record in. It was phenomenal, man. Another cool thing that I saw is, uh, I was in Germany again, and I feel like it could have been Leipzig. Um, I'm not really sure, actually the town, it was a city. And there was an old Nirvana poster um, that was an original that was like just up on the wall, not like in a frame, like it was like wheat pasted to the wall and they never took it down. Now, if you ever play the war field in San Francisco, I played there with uh, with Frightened Rabbit In the back, they have, if you do a deep scroll of my Instagram, you can see it. They have people's signatures. And uh, basically it's like everybody, it's Joe Strummer. It's like everyone does a drawing, right? So like the Beastie Boys drew something, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, um, Lucinda Williams, The Grateful Dead. I mean, everyone had this like little moment to just go draw on the wall. It's like a, you know, it's a tradition. It was a fascinating, to see that that's when music gets really good man it's when when those you're you're walking with your satchel of stories and you cross paths with others that have their stories and it just becomes lore and you turn into a a troubadour a bard cruising through time and space trading stories with others so how's everybody doing i am doing good i'm actually doing good man um diet's going great. I haven't weighed this much, I don't know, 10 years. I could really turn things around on that side. Um, I've been doing a lot of video work. And I think a lot of the feedback with the podcast last week was because I made that little commercial for it. And, you know, I'm getting faster and faster at it. It's very time consuming stuff. I, I actually... I've never been a guy to kind of like not check my phone because I've always been in bands and you're dealing with, you have like five girlfriends or, (laughs) um, you guys, everybody, you're like in a relationship with five dudes, you know? So, um, but now I, you know, as I'm video editing and, and filming and all this stuff, like, yeah, I'm definitely not available as much, which is actually good. I'm, I'm really, really putting my head down and, and, and enjoying film, film world. It's, it's really, really meaningful stuff. So. I don't, know, I don't know how many of you guys are on my, um, my Onward community Patreon site, um, but I was just having a chat with some folks over there, and I was saying, you know, I've got a song that I wrote that I only shared with them, and it's a pretty good song. And uh, yesterday, Eric and I started recording it. So Eric Sanderson and I are working on a new track, and I was hoping maybe Rob could play on it. <laughs> but I have to tell you about the recording. It's different. So Eric has a little boy now, and like he can't, you know, he he can't. I think he, in, in good conscience, go outside, like, and or sorry, and go out and and outside and hang out with somebody in the outside world, and certainly not have them in his studio because of this COVID nineteen stuff. So. We want to work on this song and i've just been like ah, oh, man well I'll, I'll meet you over there and he's like bill I, mean, I don't think it's smart man i've had a little boy i'm like shoot okay and so we're doing a eric's gonna lay down tracks and he did a lot he hasn't laid down bass but he sent me the tracks he's um he's got a scratch vocal for me he's got guitar his he did all redid all my guitar and he played piano on it and it sounds great man so that is really rewarding but you know I was sitting um I was sitting outside it was a little bit of sun it's still very cloudy here and I uh I was listening to this track and I was starting to get into it it was kind of remind me a little bit of like some of that sky blue sky type of Wilco stuff where it was a little bit looser and longer and and like more just exploring and uh I was listening to it and I was like wow I like this and I went back and we, Eric and I kind of had a a little recap and we chatted and I was just saying, you know, I want I just want to be happy, man. Like, (laughs) um, I don't think we need to, you know, bear down on this thing. Um, sometimes, sometimes the best result is to just kind of sit back and accept, accept whatever you're given and, and make the best decisions you can within your allocated time for working on it and just do your best. So I feel like we're both doing that. It's coming out beautifully, but I found it, it's a lot more groovy than than I anticipated. And we're just, we're really big on that right now. Like, I think one of the reasons that my the music's going well is because the other work is doing well. And we, Eric and I have been discussing a lot more. I mean, you have to figure in whatever, 18 years or whatever, we've discussed a lot of different things. Um, but we're discussing the process and that it's, I, I look at it like a hoop, you know, like a completed hoop, um, that, you know, you're trying, it's almost like the, the letter U it's like these, you know, you're just bending it for years, bending it, bending it, bending it, bending it, trying to make it connect. And it's like a full circle. And I, I, I think that the reason I'm not, you know, I'm, it's I'm not losing sleep. I'm just in this place of acceptance is because I have stories to write and I have, I have things to film and music to put out and performances and, and interviews. And there's just a lot to do it, a lot to do. So what we were focusing on in this conversation is like, I guess that's like kind of a pride, uh, like a really th- something to be proud of. Um, it's very workmanlike. I have so much um, creativity and going on at the moment that like i'm just in a place of acceptance all i can do is what i can do every day and it's going it's going fantastic man so how's everybody's uh cuisine going i I had a bit of stew last night i made some egg noodles who knew how good egg noodles are i forgot i feel like that's something you eat more when you're a kid egg noodles are good with stew on it mm, good lord through this uh, COVID thing, I'm, I'm kind of shocked at how I can eat the same thing every night. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. Like, it does make me think we maybe got a little bit crazy there. Old West, the old Western culture, dining and stuff. New York's such a dining town. It's like, yeah, you no, know, I don't really want to go to the grocery store right now. But I went yesterday. Hilarious. Everyone's so stressed out, everyone looks like, you know, they look, what they look like is, when I was a little boy in Santa Cruz, the Monterey Bay Area, California, we had rows and rows of fields, and uh, something that's really big is asparagus and artichokes um, from that region, and so the migrants would work there, and I've written a lot about this, and I wrote about it in my book. It's just the smell of manure in the morning, and Seeing these guys, you know, because of the pesticides, they really wrap themselves up. They look like Bedouins, you know, traveling by moonlight uh, camels uh, across North Africa. No, they, they, they're like, they look kind of like um, uh, Sandinistas. They, they look like old, like revolutionaries from like, you know, you know, revolutionary armies or something. They're all masked up um, like Ferdinand Marcos or something. Or sorry, yeah. Uh, was the guy's name from the uh, Zapatistas? Comandante Marcos. Anyways, yeah, that's what the grocery store looks like. It's, it's pretty far out, man. You walk through there. I uh, went to get some coffee. And it said, be right back. And no one ever came. And I finally just went back there myself. And the guy just came out of nowhere screaming at me, man. And I was like, hey, sorry, dude. I waited here for 15 minutes. I'm not, not trying to be a jerk. And he was so rattled that I actually just turned around and I said, man, like, are you all right, man? Honestly, like, are you okay here working here, man? How you doing? And he was like, shit, it's hard. And he was saying, it's the little things that, you know, you don't really realize. He was like, I wear glasses, man. I'm wearing this damn mask. like, I can't see. I was fogging up my glasses. (laughs) So yeah, man, uh, uh, I, I dedicate this podcast to that kid. Poor bastard, man. That's we've all had tough jobs, but having a tough job at a time like this is it's you know it's got to be got to be hard to be around um, the general public. So they're saying in another month they're going to enter phase two for New York, but I kind of have a hard time believing that. It doesn't look like the uh, schools are going to start anytime soon. So eventually, I think when it starts getting really hot, I don't know. What do you guys think? You think that people are going to just say, fuck it and go out in the streets because they're not here. I know that around the world, people are kind of handling it differently, but people, they're not messing around. I mean, I, I kind of, I've kind of curtailed my walks to just going around the block a couple of times and that's it. And it's, <laughs> I will say whatever that masterclass was, I, I saw some ad for it. And the lady's like, you know, the number one you know, the thing that, that threatens artists today is like interruption. It's just like being interrupted by their phone or the bah, bah, the bah. i have getting so much work done and it feels so good. And, uh, yeah, man, I was just checking in with you guys. I, uh, I've talked to a few close friends of mine and people will, um, they'll reach out to me. You know, I have fans write me and stuff and, uh, I try my best to write people back, but sometimes when it's when it really adds up, like I can't completely get back, but I will notice that um, a lot of people are, a lot of people are going through stuff, which we all know, but it's just, then my meditation on all this shit yesterday was like, I, I just talked to some friends of mine and their little, their little three month old is having some real medical trouble and some challenges and stuff. And then I talked, you know, talked to another friend that's going through some stuff and it's like, you know, I don't have problems, man it's hard being an artist and you know, the world's a crazy place, but like, I I'm not dealing with that. So anyone who is man, I'm thinking about, you. Yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think all, it's like all I can do is do my stories and my, and my work. And I think it might be time to play a show. I'm feeling that man. Just judging by some of the folks I've talked to, I think people need some rocket clock. I don't know if I'll do it for four hours and 11 minutes again, uh, but I think it could be time. I think it could be time. So feel free, guys, to write with some requests. I had a friend of mine, a friend Rich, in Nottingham, and he was saying, you know what you should do? You should do a set of all covers, like all the covers you've ever played, or do a set of like uh, like a, have your fans pick like a, a wish list or like a dream playlist and just play it or like do a, you know, some kind of charity thing and just, I don't know, I, that could be really fun. Um, well, art and music leading the way, leftovers all the way. Um, I wore underwear today and it's all clouds, not a single sun ray. Just a little poem, a sonnet. Chin up guys. Oh man, this is funky, a little funky. Haven't worn socks in a long, long time. I've been wearing these ugly sandals. Yeah. I just also sing things in terrible, like, not metal, but like the bad versions of rock trying to do metal, like really bad ones, like White Lion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And noodle.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm going to do you all a favor and get my ass off this microphone. Okay. I shared my life. You shared yours. It was a dance. And I'd love to do it again. You've been listening to Onward with Guillermo de Santa Cruz.
0: I am an avalanche and earthquake. I'm a peaceful valley. I'm an eyesore, I'm an air cold deep inside my... All it wants amongst the rains The rains that came to ease The flames like hurricanes And kerosene You sat upon my bed We got time Fix your We got time Fix your